Hey, it's Billy. Welcome to the Start Small, Believe Big podcast, a safe place for those desiring to find confidence and peace, yet feel overwhelmed and discouraged. What if that discouragement is stifling what God desires to do in and through your life? What if, as we learn more about Jesus, grow in our faith, and serve others, we can encounter confidence and experience peace beyond all understanding? Sit down, get comfy, or turn up the volume while you work out or get life done. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. Join me as we go on an intentional walk with Jesus. I'm recording this podcast as my husband and I are spending our winter in the Dominican Republic. This is our seventh winter here, I think. I keep forgetting how many years we've done this. We've also traveled here for vacation and participated in trips with Compassion International. We absolutely love this country, but this year, it's different. It's COVID different. We've lived through the pandemic of 2020 for way too many months at this point, nine months of living this pandemic life. My husband is here managing a baseball team for the Dominican Winter League, and we're under some pretty strict restrictions. This country is really in lockdown with uh, curfews at night and the team holding us in a hotel um, together in a bubble. We're being tested. I was actually tested this morning, so I sound a little stuffy. Sorry, my nose sort of reacts to that COVID testing. We get tested about every five days. So things are different. When we were in the States at our home in Florida, I did pretty well during the quarantine. I had three acres that I could walk the perimeter. I had a garage where I could do some woodworking. I had a garden where I could dig in the dirt and really grow something beautiful. Not doing so well here in a hotel room, just to be honest and transparent. It's been tough. But I love this country so much. I think it's even tougher because I'm not able to go out and do anything. A lot of times in my life, I've compared myself to others, you know, like she's doing better, she's prettier, she's smarter, she's a better writer, her story is better. You know, like I talked about in episode 216, these are all lies and we know it. But if I'm being honest, this past weekend, after being stuck in this hotel for three weeks, I fell into a pit of comparison, a weakness of comparison. It looked like everyone else's life online, on social media, was so wonderful. I had friends whose kids were getting married or having babies or getting engaged. I love my three boys, but they are not in that position yet, and nor do they need to be. But in that moment, I was struggling with, why, Lord? Why me? Why can't my life be better? Why? Ah, I hate being in that position. But don't we find ourselves seeing that where someone else is with whatever they're doing is so much better than ours. I'm a work in progress, and I still fall to these lies of comparison at times. I purposefully have to embrace what God has given me. What God has given me as gifts to use for Him exactly how He wants me to use them, 
and where He wants me to use them. I am unique to Him. I'm different than her. I'm different than him. I'm different than them. My story is unique to me and how God's transformed me through it and how he wants me to use that. My hubby and I have been blessed beyond belief through our lifetime to be able to experience life in different countries, chasing the baseball life. For a very long time, I didn't realize that God had put us, put me, exactly where He wanted me to be, in the middle of a mission field where He wanted to use me. When I was younger, it took me a while to embrace, embrace quote-unquote, just being a mom. I would, uh, I would answer the question of what do you do with I'm just a mom. I'm doing air quotations here, guys. If you could see me, I talk with my hands. But I answered with, I'm just a mom. And then a dear friend one day, the one who had invited me to church a few years before, and I'd recommitted my life to Christ. She was such a great mentor to me in so many ways. And she said to me, Billy, your job isn't just being a mom, a stay-at-home mom. Your job is educating and guiding the next leaders of our world. At that time, I was like, oh, my God, to think that my crazy boys who throw mud and other crazy stuff at each other and hold each other down to do silly things and beat each other up and have no self-control when it comes to hiding candy and eating it, there's no way they can be leaders of the world, right? But I had to embrace it. I was managing future world changers. It changed my perspective. It changed my value of what my job was. I was serving God by managing his future leaders. I've struggled over the years with baseball being my mission field that God wanted me to use and wanted to use me and my husband to glorify him through it. And now I look back on the opportunities that the Lord's given us on this baseball mission field, and it empowers me to be here even more. I look back at the opportunities that I didn't embrace, and that empowers me to allow Him to use me even more so that I don't miss any other opportunities that He's giving me. Today, I want to share with you Luke 1, 26-38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. 
I'm sorry I had to take a swallow there. (laughs) How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy Spirit... The Holy, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. There are three really important things I think we can learn from Mary in this. I, I just I, I get so excited when I read this story, and I know it's a story that we hear a lot of during the Christmas season, but I don't want you to skirt over it just because it's another Christmas story. I want you to see what we can learn from Mary in this time. First, we can learn that it's time to see we're highly favored. Favor is a divine blessing from God. Being favored means His holy grace is upon you. We're highly favored as His children of God. If we have given our lives to Him and we consider ourselves children of God, then we are highly favored. You were created by God. And I want you to hear this. No matter what your past is, no matter what your present is, you are no mistake. God created you as His child, and you are blessed, and He's given us a unique assignment. He knows who we are and what He has designed us for, and He favors us in those gifts. It isn't someone else's assignment, but ours uniquely. He has chosen us to do what He has planned specific for our life. Embrace the gifts God has given you, a divine blessing from God, It's time to see you are highly favored, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. The second important lesson we learned from Mary is it's time to listen, slow down, and listen. The angel Gabriel came to Mary and informed her she was highly favored, right? And she was frightened. If being visited by an angel wasn't frightening enough, he proceeded to tell her she was going to become pregnant even though she was a virgin. And 16 years old. I know I would have been freaked out. What will people think? How on earth can this happen? Poor Joseph. I think of Joseph often in this. In Luke 134, Mary asked the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin? How will this be? Unlike Zachariah that we talked about in episode 216, she didn't question God's ability for it to happen, but listened to the process of how it will happen. And Gabriel told her the particulars of how it's going to happen and then says, for no God, no word from God will ever fail. When God gives us our unique assignment, when He calls us into into acting upon something He's asked us to do, no word will ever fail from God. He's asking us to live a whatever intentional life, and it must become our desire. Doing whatever God wants, wherever He wants us to do it. It's time to listen for that call. The third important lesson we learned from Mary is it's time to take the first step of faith, and we can do this together. 
Gabriel told Mary how she would become pregnant, but did not tell her everything. There were more questions, I am sure. But Mary didn't ask them here. We don't see Mary asking questions in the scripture. She pretty much just puts up her hands and tells the Lord whatever he wants. My my very favorite Bible verse in this section of verses, and oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I always say, my favorite verse, this is my favorite verse. I love a lot of verses, but this is one that hits me so deeply. Mary sp- responds with, and I love Luke 138 from the Living Bible Translation because it intrigues me the most. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to do whatever he wants. May everything you said, said come true. And then the angel disappeared. Mary, much wiser than Zechariah or me, when I doubt, she listened. And when she listened to Gabriel, she moved from being the Lord's servant to living that intentional whatever life, whatever God wants, without knowing all the answers, without understanding why, when, or how, she just did the next thing. We don't have all the answers when we hear God asking us to do something or puts us in a different place. We have to put faith into action even when we don't know the answers. Many times we sit around waiting to hear God's plan, to know the plan He has for us, to feel sorry and the, and be stuck in a hotel rather than being out, able to go out into the field with Compassion International or see my friends or even go to church. I want the answers to the questions, but we can't always do that. We get stuck in that place of stopping and thinking, is this God's will? Is this to God's direction? He can't use me here. There's nothing I can do here. Am I making the right decision? I want to encourage you to do the next thing, one step of faith. It's good to discern if the guidance is from God or self-propelled or self-pity like me. I'm in a hotel room. What can I do here? But there's a lot I can do here. There's a lot you can do where you are. So we need to be moving forward. God works through us. If we're not moving, He cannot work. Let's not get lost in that focus on our purpose and the meaning of our lives, rather than seeing God's purpose and meaning in whatever He asks us to do, wherever we are. My knowledge and and power are limited, but God's are not. Our life actions need to change to fulfill these God-given dreams. He desires immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. I want to challenge you this week. Are you ready to do whatever God asks you to do? Take that first step. It's time to live an intentional life, a life of whatever God desires in and through us, wherever He has placed us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I pray this podcast has empowered you to live life with meaning, allowing Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Don't stay the same. Keep going, learning truth, growing in faith, and serving others. Can I ask you to help out the show? Subscribe to the Start Small Believe Big podcast where you listen. 
sign up to my email list on my website, billyjoust.com, and you'll never miss a daily devotion Monday through Friday or an episode or blog. I don't spam you. It's just me and Jesus showing up in your inbox. Leave an honest review on iTunes if you can. If you can, your ratings and reviews really help, and I read each and every one. Thank you so much for those reviews. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.